This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Postpartum Coach Podcast. Lizzie here. I am beaming. Like you can probably hear my smiling cheeks. Because I have a guest with us today that happens to be a client of mine. Her name's Elizabeth, and lo and behold, so is mine. What? <laughs> so I, love it. I know. So Lizzie and Elizabeth coming at you today. This is my dear client and friend. And so she and I are going to be chatting today about how she came into my co- coaching practice, what brought her to coaching, what it's been like for her, the changes she's been able to make. Because Elizabeth, you are about what three months in, maybe not even. To your coaching package. So I think it might be less. I think it's like two months. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it, it feels longer. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it feels like we've known each other forever, definitely. So we're gonna be talking about everything you have created and all of the things that have helped you um change the things you've wanted to and the pain points that brought you to coaching. And my hope for this episode is that all of us that are listening, any of you guys, that you just have hope and inspiration, um, especially if you've had any birth trauma. So without any further ado, I'm going to have Elizabeth. Go ahead. Why don't you introduce yourself to everyone? Oh, thanks, Lizzie. And thanks for having me here. It's an honor and privilege just to be asked to be part of this, something that I think I have a heart for now, which is um, motherhood and postpartum and especially trauma, which is a big part of my story, but I'm Elizabeth. Um, I live in Dallas, Texas. I'm 41 years old, started my motherhood late in life because I met my uh, wonderful husband late in life. So we've been married for six years, Um, always wanted kids. So we have, uh, we have three children, um, two here on earth with us. We have a almost four year old boy. His name's Gerard. We have uh, a precious baby in heaven that I miscarried right after him. And then our third child, Olivia, is uh, 15 months old, and she's precious. And so very busy, but just just like every mom, right? Um, And I also work. So a full-time job. Um, My official title is a director of revenue management. So I work for a real estate firm in the country, and we oversee pricing of apartments. So I have a team of about 15, 16 people underneath me. So it's it's a busy job and, you know, part of what I've had to like really try to manage, you know, working as a mom and 
being a mom. It's two full-time jobs. Yeah, it totally is. And you know, I totally snuck over on Instagram. Sometimes you comment on my stuff and I checked out your picture of you and your cute hubby. <laughs> I like saw a few pictures yeah. of your babies. That was so sweet. I'm so Thank glad. Thank you. His yeah. name is Jeff. We met on eHarmony. So we're uh, eHarmony we're... success story. Yes, <laughs> it, ha- it. It, can, it can be possible. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay, so let's talk about life before coaching and what it was like for you. Tell us about it. Life before coaching was, um, it was hard. Um, I would say that it was, it was, it was very dark. Um, it was very heavy. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I had a lot of hope, which really bothered me, um, as, as I am a believer in a Christian. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah. And it really has bothered me and really disturbed me that, um, as a believer who believes in hope and believes that God does all things for good and believes that, um, bad things happen to us all the time. Right. And, um, they're nothing that maybe we wish on ourselves, but we know that the promises of the Lord are good. I really struggled with now that I'm a mother that I've been struggling with postpartum for three and a half plus years and it never left. And so my postpartum journey was started with my son. Um, and you know, it it intensified after my miscarriage Mm -hmm. and, and then the delivery of my daughter, which had a lot of trauma to it, where I almost passed away um, immediately after the delivery. Uh, just I felt like I walked around with um, hundreds of pounds of bricks on me. I would get up in the morning. My feet hurt. My body hurt. I felt like I could never have enough sleep. I felt like I could never make a decision. I snapped at my children. I snapped at my husband for no good reasons. Um, I was okay just being home. Um, you know, COVID has happened this year and I was so excited for COVID because I was tired of trying to put on the face that life was good. Um, and even in things like I'm going to update my Facebook and I want to be encouraging to people and not be a a Debbie Downer. Um, and I think the reality that postpartum and the struggles that we as women carry physically and spiritually and mentally after a beautiful blessing has happened in our life, it's supposed to be a beautiful thing. And people are all like, oh, it's so great. Or don't you just love motherhood? Yeah. And there are many times where I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I'm so glad I you were on it. I love motherhood. Yeah. And I felt like, am I, am I a Christian woman because I struggle with motherhood? Like, does that make me doubt, you know, my faith? Mm. And should I like enjoy all those things? And so I would just say I felt very hopeless. There were, there were several moments in the last year when I just like cried out to God and thought, I need, I need some mercy. I don't know if I can feel like this for, I'm 40, right? So I don't know if I can feel like this for 30 years yeah, or 40 years. 
And my doctors also did not understand what was happening with my body. Yeah. And, that, mm-hmm. and so that's a big story of mine, which is my body took a huge toll. I had some very hard major recoveries, but even in the last six months, they, they haven't been able to understand the pain I've been going through. And it just impacted, it just impacted all the joy that can be had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember specifically you saying that you felt so angry and so on edge so much of the time and that yes. you weren't typically like that. And so much time technically had passed since your baby had been born. Um, but you had the first baby and then miscarriage and then your most recent child. And, um, do, is there anything that you want to share or you feel like you can share about, when you said you almost passed away, is there anything that you kind of like any details just to kind of broadly let people know what you mean by that? Uh, sure. Yeah. I'm comfortable sharing. Um, my, I was in labor for, you know, 18, 19 hours with my daughter. Um, I did not know it was a girl at the time. We still wanted that to be something that we found out at delivery. Oh, fun. And uh, yeah, it is fun. Um, and throughout that delivery, we, we had a lot of complications, which we later realized that um, uh, the cord was wrapped around her neck, which was causing a lot of the challenges. Mm. Uh, the delivery came and it had to be like almost like an emergency decision. They realized that they needed to get her out immediately. Um, and the doctors um, a- agreed to use forceps mm-hmm. to deliver her. Um, and she was delivered safe. They realized, they realized while they're trying to deliver her that the complication was the umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so thankful, grateful that they yeah. realized that because it could have been traumatic for her. Yeah. But she was delivered um, and delivered healthy and well and beautiful and not even like a scratch on her. I mean, praise God. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I suffered. Um, um, a lot, the forceps did some damage to my body and I eventually, um, required, I, I bled out. Yeah. Um, and so it turned into a two hour, uh, process of saving my life. The yeah. room filled up of doctors mm-hmm. and, um, God was, God was with them and God was with us. I, my husband and I knew that I could pass, mm-hmm. um, very real. I don't, I will never forget that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think God was, God answered prayers. We, I had, I had prayed the whole delivery time for safety. Cannot tell you this feeling of immense, like knowledge that I had to pray for safety. And I prayed for safety for those 18 hours. Anytime I like woke up or, you know, as I dozed off with the epidural, I was praying for safety. Yeah. And, um, he was present and, um, I was in the ICU, um, after the delivery. So my husband and my daughter were separated from me for about 24 hours. I got to see them briefly. Um, and, uh, I think eventually I required 13 units of blood transferred right after her delivery. I required, uh, 10 and then I needed a couple of more as I stayed in the hospital. Yeah. And the doctor say they had never seen anything like it. And, and they were, 
astounded and they were wonderful in our care and and also just claimed that there was a miracle that took place absolutely her delivery oh that's so beautiful and poignant thank you for sharing i know tears welled up in my eyes <laughs> as i heard you share and i've shared here on the podcast that i also um, hemorrhaged postpartum after my first baby with preeclampsia and the magnesium that they had put me on to lower my blood pressure. So I didn't have a seizure and I didn't understand all that at the time though. Right. And so I just knew that I was losing all this blood and it does, it feels like you're dying when you're losing that much yes. so fast and yes. uh, same thing, emergency button pressed, everyone ran in. It went so, um, I'm with you on that. And, um, I love that God brought us together. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you found me? and what it was about my messaging or or anything what did you feel that prompted you to go ahead and book a consult it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I knew I needed to get better. I mean, I did not feel like me anymore. Yeah. And so I just was this version of this, like, angry, mad, upset, like, nothing seemed right. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy anything. And I didn't like who I've become. Mm-hmm. Um, it had been impacting my marriage, and it has impacted it. And my husband has been you know, gracious and kind and patient. Um, but it has taken tolls on us. And, um, you know, I, I saw it ha- I saw it taking a toll on my parenting. Um, I saw my son starting to behave and manners that, you know, copied mama when mommy was mad and angry, and yeah. maybe throwing something across a room or being angry and yelling. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Isn't that the <laughs> trickiest part of, of, um, postpartum recovery, especially when there's a, like, whether it's depression, anxiety, birth trauma, it's like you need and want space to recover and you're being watched constantly by these little eyes. Yeah. (laughs) And so the importance of getting you help, you know, right before or during or after it has done this little wave into your family life, into your marriage and your motherhood is just like compounds. It's that much more worthy of an investment for a mother with all those eyes watching (laughs) like it or not. Yes. The mommy's eyes are watching. And so I, I I had worked with a couple of therapists, but they were very generic and, and they helped me some, but I just realized I wasn't moving forward. And so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of wonderful podcasts I've listened to. Good. And just one day I just thought, 
I wonder if there's a postpartum podcast. There's got to be something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I pulled up my phone and said postpartum and you popped up. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I do not know who Lizzie Langston is, but <laughs> I'm going to listen to Lizzie Langston. And I was trying to listen to podcasts when my family wasn't around. So I remember this day clearly. Yeah. I finished work. My husband went to get the kids. I would be alone for 30 minutes. I was unloading the dishwasher. I started your podcast and I thought, perfect. She's talking for 20 minutes. I have 20 minutes before the kids walk in the door and the dishwasher will be unloaded. Perfect. That's That's so mom life though. (laughs) Um, And your podcast like struck me so hard. You talked about um, how anger shows up in postpartum and why anger is there. And then how to take away that anger and work towards being unangry. Mm. And I remember, and then you said, you know, free consult. And I remember sitting there thinking, she understands me. Yeah. Because I also was having a hard time with people understanding me. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Because you were like hiding it from your family, you said, <laughs> the podcasting. Oh, yeah. Uh, but my husband didn't know anything about it. I mean, I didn't tell him and, um, but yeah, I I mean, I think my husband has a, has had a hard time understanding me and not that he doesn't try to understand me, but he hasn't gone through this Mm -hmm. and he's not in my body and he doesn't know how I, how I feel. Yeah. And then I think that there's just, um, I had a, I've had a really hard time describing my, um, postpartum experience because my story is so heavy Mm -hmm. that it literally would be too much for friends to listen to. Mm-hmm. It would be too hard for Almost them. gruesome, like too scary, close to death. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Um, and, and not that any of them did not want to hear it. Right. That's not, that's not it. it. It was too heavy and it was too much. So I found myself not really telling the story um, or worrying about how their reaction is. So it got to a point where when people was like, how was your delivery? I'm like, you know, like, I don't want to go there. And so I would have these triggers of people asking me any mention of pregnancy or, um, you know, were you, is your baby formula fed or, you know, breastfed would be any type of trigger. Mm -hmm. Um, And nowhere where I have looked or talked to uh, before coming to you, had I known of anyone who had any type of trauma with their birth. And so mm-hmm. I've, I felt a lot of shame with it. Shame that I felt this way because I was alive. And that was even hard for me to explain, Yeah, you know, to friends. Um, and, and people just move on. People's lives move on. So something traumatic happens in somebody's life. I think as humans at that moment, we are empathetic and, and if we're in close community, we show up, but our lives move on. So people have other things going on in their lives. Yeah. Versus to say, how is Elizabeth doing and should I check in on her? Yeah. And for them, it's like their ears hear your story and their brain thinks about it and they feel while those thoughts are there. You though, and I want everybody to hear this. If you've had birth trauma, your body stores this emotion and your body stores all of the trauma. It's in your body. And that's what we discovered. And we're going to talk about this later, but with your chronic pain that you were having, we really got to the bottom of that in a way that your doctors just wouldn't, couldn't, they couldn't, they didn't know, they didn't know what to look for emotionally. So yeah, 
And, so, and I think when I found your podcast, I was uh, past uh, Olivia's birthday, which was so important for me. That's your and I think, baby, right, Olivia? Yeah, that's okay. my baby. I think that's important for anyone who's had trauma is leading up to that first birthday. Mm. I think very, very, very difficult. I mean, I mean, at least for me. Yes, it was for I, me too. Yeah, I remember. I I relived every moment. I mean, I was yeah. scared of that birthday yeah. and had some really dark thoughts leading up to that anniversary. And so I found you right after her birthday and I just was so compelled. I was like, well, it's a free 60 minute consult. Like it doesn't cost anybody. I I should just talk to her. And, And I was, and I felt led in the same manner that I felt led by praying for the safety of delivery that I should, I should listen to you. Cause I was, I was wanting that so bad. I didn't realize it. Yeah. I love that. I know we are in survival mode so much of the time that we don't, especially if you guys are working moms or run a business, it can be so easy to just kind of put this on the back burner. And mm-hmm. what would you want to say to somebody who might be in that mode? Who's busy kind of chasing their dream or just caught in the hustle, but they've got this in those quiet moments, they've got this pain and this trauma that they know is still there and it, whether it's really showing up in daily life or not, what, what would you want to say to that? I would just say that, um, it's easy to put yourself on the back burner and to put everything else in front of you as your goals, especially yeah. as a mom, like you mentioned, like, mm-hmm. um, but what happens in that is that we're not, we, because we are not putting ourselves first, we're, we're not able to be the mom or the wife or the friend or the daughter that we want to be. Um, and I think in, when you aren't getting help in these areas, what you're telling yourself is that there isn't hope. Mm. Um, at least for me, this yeah. was my story. I told myself there wasn't hope. I almost convinced myself this is how I would have to live the rest of my life. And I even wondered, could I be a grandmother? Will will I be able to have energy being a grandmother? I mean, these are the things I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. Like, will I be able to have good family vacations? I mean, just the things that you want to enjoy. And so I think for me, I had a deferred hope. And, um, and I think hope is real. And I have a burden now, and I've shared this with you, Lizzie. I have a burden for this postpartum journey whether you've had trauma or not, that for the women that do suffer this, it is a very lonely place Mm -hmm. and there is hope and there is community. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is, while it's not the most popular thing on Instagram or Facebook or other social medias, or you're not going to find sitting at a baby shower, it is a reality that a lot of women suffer Mm -hmm. and, we can normalize it and we can normalize it within the church. We can normalize it out the church yeah. and we should be able to be brave enough as well to get the help. Yeah. Um, for me, it was a very much of a brave act um, and an act that said, I, I know, I know I can be better. And I, I think I had personally hit, like rock bottom. Yeah. 
um, with where things were. And at the same time, I also was realizing I needed to have a stronger walk with the Lord yeah, and run the Lord more. So it really has been a, like me spiritually investing more in my relationship with the Lord. I love that. And being more thankful and praying more and just the grace he's given to me, but also tangibly prayer, prayer is not going to give you every answer that you need in life. You have to have someone tell you like someone who's not you <laughs> and probably someone who's not a family person, right? Yeah, I to say, hey, you're being a little negative here. Let's, let's, let's work through that. Yeah. Like, or what result is that thought creating? <laughs> Or what result, like you said yeah. to me, that's busy. Yeah. what result is that creating? And I was like, yeah. oh, right again. <laughs> yeah. And I think another thing I really teach my clients besides the thought thing, and I think this has been really pivotal for you in your journey, is understanding how to translate your body's pain into yeah. information and your body's communication to you, what it's needing yeah. from you. And I do have a gift with that. And I plain and simple. And I think that's been so amazing for you because literally, so let's talk about that, right? So you signed, you did the consult, you signed up for coaching. And I remember the first thing I noticed is you would sit kind of funny in our sessions. And I, and so we talked about your pelvic pain. You had this pain in your hips and your pelvis area. And so I have like my books and my resources and I looked some things up and, and we get to this point where Elizabeth, you are literally turning your pain on and off First of all, like you were able to control it when before you just were like, it's all the time and it's, it's so hard to sit and do my job. And, and then it was able to go away and tell us about, tell us about that. And specifically, I remember the baby shower. So, um, you hosted a baby shower for a friend and that was like a huge breakthrough. So let's just talk about the, the physical pain right there. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The physical pain, I have, I have been in constant pain for 14 months. My daughter's 15 months now. So it is pain. It was pain in my uh, pelvic area. The doctors could not understand it. Everything uh, healed finally. It probably took a year to heal, um, maybe a little bit more than a year. But uh, even after so the there, healing, you had that lingering like flare-ups. Yeah. 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 When you came yes. and found me. So, um, but the pain never went away after I healed. Like, so I've been, I couldn't. I couldn't sit without being in pain. I couldn't take walks. I couldn't carry heavy things, all of it. And it got to a point where the doctors were talking about alternative ways, like a nerve block or alternative ways to just try to minimize this pain and give me a quality of life. 
Um, and so I'll never forget it. I, I remember you and I were working with this like body pain, emotional attachment. And I sat there and you said, I want you to close your eyes. And if your pelvic area was talking to you, what would it tell you? And I remember thinking the words, I am sorry. I did not protect you. And then you said, what is it that you want to tell back to it? And I said, I forgive you. It's okay. We are here. God protected us. And like immediately my pain flared up when I was thinking and telling you what it was telling, what my body was telling me. And immediately as I said the words of it is okay, God brought us through it. It went away. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I am mean, I'm sitting here, I'm crying. I still am astounded by that. Mm-hmm. And anytime we sit in a session and we talk about something around the trauma of my daughter's birth, it, I realize that the pain flares up. Mm-hmm. And then when we sit and we talk about it, and we move to a gratitude of what God has done and a gratefulness, and which is always what I've wanted to be in, the pain goes away. And so what has happened is I not only have been able to move from this place of just angry and bitterness, but a place of just hope and joy. I, I feel, I, I've told you in the last couple of sessions, I feel like I'm flying <laughs> I mean, I, before I would get up every morning and I would have pain in my feet and my body would feel heavy and I feel like I'm carrying around hundreds of pounds and now I feel like I'm just floating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have. And I remember your posture in our sessions changed and, yeah. um, and your energy and even your voice. I mean, I personally can hear it in people's voices very quickly, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So different when that um, when we're, our body's able to let go, but it's like, it has to tell us something sometimes first and vice versa, vice versa. Like there has to be that closure. Like we forgive the doctors, we forgive our child for bringing this upon us. If that's your story, you know, or we forgive our husbands for not da 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 da, or the birth plan wasn't followed, but ultimately there's this peace with our body and it's so intimate and yeah. so sacred. It's so sacred and beautiful. <laughs> It's it it is beautiful. I I I'm just so grateful for that day when I was inclined to find a podcast and yeah and I think just the message. I think what I heard in your voice was I I know how to how to manage this for you when you don't. And there was a reassurance in your voice. Yeah, and there always is a reassurance in your in your voice and just a lot of. Um, I think a lot of safety I felt at the moment, even in that very first session when I was like, I don't know if I want to talk to her, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it, it, it's a lot to be vulnerable and to bring down the walls and share the emotions you're feeling. Yes. Yeah. So, um, what I want to say is, is this is how it goes with everyone, which is that you have a pain point and you listen to the podcast or one of my free outlets, Instagram, and it speaks to you. And maybe even you shed some tears or there's just like this little window peak of hope that enters in. And what you do with that, you guys, is totally up to you. But I just want you to beware because 
The same thoughts that are keeping you stuck are the same thoughts that your brain is going to employ to want to keep you from reaching out and getting help with me. It's the same stuff. So the same thoughts that are telling you you're never going to get better of, of course, are going to be the same thoughts that are going to say, don't do that. That's too big of a thing for you, or that's too, um, or you're never, you're never going to be able to do it or, you know, you won't feel this or that. And so just notice that voice in your head. And I'm so grateful also, Elizabeth, that you were, even though in that first session and moving through past the consult, you were nervous, um, you were committed. I think that's really my clients. They are committed to the, to the result they want to have. So you wanted to be pain-free. You wanted to forgive your doctors. That was a big one at first. You you had a lot of anger there and your body did too. You wanted to forgive them, to forgive God. And you, Mm -hmm. you wanted to feel gratitude. And now where we're going is now the marriage piece and the motherhood piece. But first we just had to get you and your past and the emotions. And now the rest just feels so much easier and lighter. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. It, it yeah, because our conversations now is just like, you know, you're like you open up the session and you say, What do you want to talk about today? And instead of me sitting there saying, No, no, you tell me what we're talking about, I'm I'm bringing it to you. Yeah. And um and move and, and really have been able to make, I think, a very strong correlation in the journey after each session. It's like I can correlate it all together and almost have put in practice moving forward without you having to prompt me, but you're still every session. You're like, no, we need to talk about how you reacted to this, or we need to think through like, how is that setting you up successful for having a negative thought? And so, I mean, it's, it's all intertwined. You can't remove your emotions without it infecting every part of your life. Yeah. So I guess to wrap, wrap up this portion of this interview and then we'll move into the next one. I just wanted to say that I really do think that the success here and for this is for available to anybody is you get a vision of, of what you want your life to be like, even if you don't think it's possible yet, or you doubt it to some degree, this is what Elizabeth did is she, she had this after listening to the podcast, it sounds like you had this idea. I can be better. And you were unwilling to settle into this forever. And you were very just stern about like, no, I, I can, I can get better. And I just want to offer that you thinking that is the reason that coaching has been so valuable to you. And you've been able to get the results you have is because you are fixed on in hope and in belief that you can heal and look at you doing that. You're literally, you're brain and your body are working together to completely heal the emotional and physical wounds there. And you're being free in the way that you wanted to. And we're just getting going and it's only like month two. So I want to celebrate you and congratulate you, Elizabeth, for the way that you come to coaching. And, um, that's, and if any of you guys are like considering this, just know that that's all you really need is a vision of the life you want to have and a belief that you can have it. And when that's in you, coaching will work for you. Absolutely. And, um, I'm here to help you guys. So what, what's something you want to share with everybody? Like as a closing remark, anything you want to tell the moms? Um, yeah, I I think I just want to share like what you just said, which is, you know, don't give up for yourself. Um, and, and, and that I think really the message is, 
and I I feel so strong with this that that my my message in this story and maybe a reason why I went through this is for me to just share that there is hope after such hardship with pregnancy or miscarriages or trauma or close to a loss of life and postpartum in general. And, and when I was in the ICU separate from my daughter, you know, the, this verse really like came to me and I have claimed it as my life verse and I have claimed it for my family's life verse. And it is Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13, which is for, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord and their plans to prosper you and not to harm you and plans to give you hope and a future and that you will be called upon and come to pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And that first part of that verse is just something that I have just claimed. And, and, and this coaching session, like this has been like a big part of a um, support mm-hmm. of what the Lord was telling me in the ICU. And, and this journey has been scary and it has been like, heavy and it has been hard and dark, but there has also been a lot of beauty in it. And I feel like I have, I have risen and finally come across where I have the the darkness is behind me. I don't feel like the darkness is in front of me anymore. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. that I want for every woman to know, or, or even if you're listening to this and you know, someone who's going through postpartum, and this is just like, you're trying to figure out how to help somebody. There's hope for them. Yeah. They can't get through this. Yeah. And they could be doing what what Elizabeth did for a while, which was kind of not really share all of it with her friends because it just, she was like, it felt so big and she didn't want to down, get, you know, be weighty and heavy on people. And so if you know somebody had a really traumatic birth experience, but they seem to be okay, it might just be a good idea to pass this along regardless because you don't know what their internal suffering is like. That is right. Yeah. That's so beautiful, Elizabeth. I remember when you first came to me, you could hardly talk about this. And to see you, I got a little emotional just watching you, you know, on the other side of two months of coaching to see you so eloquently and graciously and generously share your story and then be able to have the emotional capacity to hold yourself through those details and to reach out and extend love and support and help to others and hope is such a beautiful sight to me as your coach. Mm -hmm. So congrats. And thanks for being here with us. Thank you, friend. Of course. All right, you guys, lizzielangston.com forward slash consult. If you want to work with me and we will talk to you next week. Take care, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.